Hi everyone, this is Mark and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, uh, I'm going to be talking about um, arguably one of the greatest um, superhero films uh, that has ever been made. Um, it's certainly a high point um, in the movies are set within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, as I say, I think this film um, was and still remains a benchmark for all other films to uh, match or um, go beyond. But, um, in my opinion, uh, though some films uh, have attempted to do better, uh, I really don't think that they have and I don't think that any will um, because this film um, that I'm talking about today, which of course is the 2018 American superhero film Avengers Infinity War, um, this was a film that was 10 years in the making. Um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe was born. Uh, you could say back in 2008 um, with uh, the, the first films um, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, which uh, included um, um, the Incredible Hulk film uh, as well as Iron Man and that set off a, a domino effect uh, of um, storylines and 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 characters that, uh, as I say, all culminated in this film, Avengers: Infinity War. And uh, Avengers: Infinity War um, was the uh, the nineteenth film um, within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, as I say. You had nine. You had eighteen previous films, and the, all of the the characters and storylines within it. Um, that all, um, because of the way that um, Marvel um, does things, Marvel Studios, I should say, um, they have a, an idea. They have a a story outline, and they plan far into the future they um they have um most of the time a central storyline a central um crooks upon which they will um pivot upon if you know what i mean and the the the, the pivot or the the crooks point or the um the central storyline um of um the, the films, uh, the preceding films um, before Avengers Infinity War was um, the um, the obtaining um, um, as well as the um, the discovery of of the Infinity Stones 
um, and in fact, after the fact, um, the the entire era uh, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, starting from Iron Man and ending in um, Avengers uh, Endgame, which is the sequel to Avengers Infinity War, uh, was dubbed the uh, Infinity Saga. Um, and it was um, uh, central to the Infinity Saga was, um, as I say, the obtaining of the Infinity Stones, uh, which are very powerful um, um, stones, Infinity Gems, um, that all came into being at the beginning of the um of the universe um as described uh in um Avengers Infinity War and um each embody and control an essential aspect of existence and um it is the mission of um or has been the mission of uh Thanos uh also known as uh, the uh, the Mad Titan, to obtain these Infinity Stones and um, bring them all together and control them, control their powers um, at the same time by placing them within an Infinity Gauntlet. And Thanos who is basically a an alien warlord from the, the planet Titan, he um, has this theory uh, or this uh, belief that um, the universe is overpopulated um, and um, it will eventually destabilise um, unless... Um, half of the uh, the life forms in the universe are eliminated, and he believes that if this was to happen, then this would prevent the eventual um, doom um, of the of the universe. So, his plan is to collect all six of the Infinity Stones. Um which, as I say, they all control different aspects of uh, uh, existence. And we have the, the Space Stone, which is a blue-coloured stone, which grants the user abilities to travel between places instantaneously, um, also called the Tesseract, uh, because uh, when we first um, saw it in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it was contained within a, a cube, glowing cube Tesseract. Uh, the Mind Stone, which grants the, the user the ability to control mind, which is more of a yellow um, um, stone, and was uh, and is um, still implanted into the head of Vision, the artificial uh, life form that was created by Tony Stark and uh, Bruce Banner. Then you have the Reality Stone, which is a red stone. Um, which grants the user the ability to change reality, um, 
also known as the ether um which we we uh discovered um we we came to know more about in the second thor film thor the dark world um then you have the the power stone which grants the user the ability to manipulate energy and a natural uh gives a natural powerful strength um which is a purple um um stone and then you have the time stone which grants the user the ability to control time which is green also known as the eye of agamotto and um this is um this stone is um protected by um doctor strange um um then you have the soul stone which grants the user the ability to control a person's soul which is orange in color and as I say, all of these stones we have we had, we had encountered, um, we had seen aspects of them in previous films within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but we only really got to see what they could do um, um, at their height of their power in in this film when they were all when they were used by. Um, by Thanos and as I say great storytelling because it and the one thing that I love about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that it doesn't rush what it does it it is a natural every plot point is a natural progression in a larger arc um, it starts in one place and it ends in another and throughout that arc that storyline you get to learn more about um characters more about places set within the marvel cinematic universe and you get to know more about um what what drives um people and you know um why some people are drawn together um like the avengers um because the the Avengers um, were a group of um, the the Earth's mightiest heroes, um, as they're described, and the Avengers were first introduced in the 2012 Marvel Cinematic Universe film um, Avengers um, or Avengers Assemble, and over the over the course of the the last 19 films. Um, including and preceding Avengers Infinity War, we got to see the Avengers um, begin, um, be drawn together, and then disband, uh, because differences uh, cropped up between between them, and the, the Avengers were divided, um, uh, or um, they were not... Um, as culminated as they were when they were, were, were really they weren't really drawn together they were brought together they were forced together by um, Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury because he could see years um, in the past within, when beginning in the, the 1990s after his um, encounter with Captain Marvel uh, played by Brie Larson that um, there was going to be a point in the future when 
Earth was going to be threatened by powers um, from uh, outer space that they couldn't that um, ordinary um, firepower, ordinary weapons would not be um, effective against them in fighting back this uh, intergalactic um, menace or enemy. And um, when Loki arrived on Earth um, to um, attempt to take over Earth, um, to when he was uh, leading the the army of uh, the Chitari, um, and he uh, he was of course sent um, on behalf of Thanos. They, he was working in partnership with Thanos, and Thanos was really the 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 man behind the curtain he was the one controlling the strings he he was you know he's the he was the brains of the outfit if you if you know what i mean um so he knew what he was doing he really didn't care about uh um about loki he just cared about you know carrying out his ultimate plan which was as i said to eliminate half the population of the universe by um, attempting to find and use the power of the Infinity Stones. And, uh, yeah, so over the 19 films, we saw Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark slash Iron Man, um, as well as Chris Evans' um, Steve Rogers slash Captain America. Um, mostly work as a team, but also buttheads, because they were two people from opposite ends of the spectrum you have um steve rogers captain america who um came from the, you know the 1940s world war Two. he was frozen in ice all that time um you know he's has superhuman strength power you know he's you know he's but he 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 um his ethics and his the way that he thinks are still rooted in the the era of the of the 1940s you know he's very much about um not leaving anyone behind um camaraderie you know he's um someone who cares about the team whereas uh tony stark he's uh you know he's a, a billionaire playboy so he's used to getting what he wants um but after the um there was a a fatal mistake made by um uh Wanda Maximoff um uh, played by Elizabeth Olsen within the the film um Captain America Civil War um and she made her a mistake she was trying to um stop a terrorist attack but she ended up blowing um or causing severe damage and death to a building and its civilians within it um and um as a result the the governments of the world um wanted to control the avengers they wanted to instead of the avengers being uh, autonomous and independent um he wanted that the the U.S. government uh, wanted um, 
wanted um, the Avengers to put on a, be put on a, on a leash, and um, and because Tony Stark um, felt guilty um, for, and he was even presented um, by the the morning um, mother uh, of uh, a victim of um of what happened in um in one of the the tragic events uh that the avengers were responsible uh for um there was also you know the the um tragic events of sokovia when an entire um city was um uh, lifted from the earth by um ultron in um avengers age of ultron and it was dropped and um yeah tony stark he he has learned over the years that he really does have a conscience where before he was someone uh and he was the face of a of a company stark industries who built developed and sold weapons uh, over the years, he grew a conscience, and he came to realize that um, he um, had to start to face up to uh, his mistakes, and um, that is why he was the one pushing uh, for the the government's agenda, which was to control the the Avengers. You know, to to basically put them on retainer um so that they do what the um not just the US government wants them to do but what the the world governments want them to do um they would be a, to be a team that were called upon um when they were needed not when they thought they were needed um and this is when and it was within uh Captain America Civil War when these two opposite um, ways of thinking Tony Stark who believed in um, registering um, which is something that was taken straight from the, the comic books you know the um, I think it was the the, um, the soup um, hero registration or something along those lines super, superhero registration uh, whereas Captain America he was against that you know he wanted people to um maintain their secret identities if they had one so that they didn't have too much exposure whereas tony stark was he you know um revealed that he was iron man um years before and he thought that everybody should register and this caused um and divided the 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 avengers um and um yeah, it came to a to a point uh, during Avengers, um, sorry, Captain America: Civil War, when both Cap and um, Iron Man came to blows, literally. Um, and um, after Captain America: Civil War, um, both Captain America, Steve Rogers, I should say, because he left his Captain America shield and. Um, when Tony Stark said, um, that shield doesn't belong to you, um, 
you know, my, my, his father made it and he said, you know, Steve Rogers basically said, you know, keep it. And he went on the run. Uh, he went on the run with, um, Natasha Romanoff, um, aka Black Widow, um, played by Scarlett Johansson, um, uh, as well as, uh, Vision, played by uh, Paul Bettany. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen plays Wanda Maximoff. Um, and uh, also um, uh, Sam Wilson, um, played by uh, Anthony Mackie, uh, Falcon. Um, and um, yeah, they, they, they went their way. Um, and... Um, Iron Man, Tony Stark, he continued um, developing his uh, his suits. Um, uh, he um, uh, getting getting married to Pepper Potts, um, and you know he, but he and you know he's seemingly happy. But as uh, Pepper Potts. Uh, played by um, Gwyneth Paltrow, says to Tony at the, the beginning of the film, um, you know, if you were at ease, if you didn't think there was any any reason to worry, then you wouldn't have developed this new nanotechnology um, that Tony uh, walked around with on his chest, very much like the, the miniature arc reactor that he had in his chest that he developed Um so, uh, and th this uh, nanotechnology um, enables um, Tony to instantly have a his Iron Man suit um, uh, emerge around him without him having to wear it and take it off. It's always with him and he it is um, powered with all of the, the other technology that... Um, his other Iron Man suit has, but what he has done by using this nanotechnology is that he has miniaturized the the ability to to change, um, and it's quite a, a very it's the most advanced uh, suit that Tony Stark has has developed. But before this, um, before this happens, we right at the beginning of the film, and um, to me, this was the most. I mean, this film stand as i say it stands apart for many reasons and one of the reasons that it stands apart um as being one of the the best superhero films ever made is because it doesn't pull any punches and right at the beginning of the film uh we catch up with um uh the asgardian ship um that we we saw at the end of um um, the the last uh, Thor film, um, which of course was uh, Thor Ragnarok, um, which that within the storyline took place moments or just before the events of uh, Avengers: Infinity War, and at the end of uh, Thor Ragnarok, we saw the as the the um, the survivors of Asgard. Uh, which had been destroyed, um, we saw them on a on a spaceship 
um, on their way to to Earth to start a new a new life. And um, Thor, uh, played by Chris Hemsworth, is now the the leader of um, the uh, the As Asgardians. Um, he's now their their king. Um, Loki is there. Um, also, uh, Bruce Banner, um, aka the Hulk, uh, played by Mark Ruffalo, is there because he was also involved in the the, the storyline of uh, Thor Ragnarok. Um, but when the film opens, when Infin Avengers: Infinity War opens, we hear the distress signal that was sent out by the Asgardian ship. Um, because if you stay to the end of um, Thor Ragnarok, you'll know, and I knew because I'd seen Thor Ragnarok, um, that uh, a ginormous um, spaceship had um, uh, come in um, the path, had arrived in the path of the Asgardian ship, and it was revealed... In, it is revealed in this film, Infinity War, that that ship was, in fact, Thanos' ship, which we knew at the time, those fans of us who uh, knew anything about ships within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it was worked out that it was Thanos. We had to wait um, until Avengers Infinity War to discover what would happen next, and what happened was that Thanos... Um, split the ship in two, basically. He carried out um, his plan in a, uh, in a, a microcosm environment, you know, for eliminating half the population of the universe. He eliminated half the population of the Asgardian survivors. Broke the ship in half. Um, one half of the ship was allowed to carry on its way. Whereas the other ship, half of the ship was left um, in complete and utter destruction um, and in disrepair. The survivors aboard it um, were killed, apart from um, the, the character of uh, Heimdall. Um, uh, uh, who was played by Idris Elba. Uh, Loki, played by Tom Hiddleston. Um, uh, Mark Ruffalo plays Bruce Banner, aka the Hulk. And Thor. But Thor, when we first meet Thor, has been completely knocked out. Or he's lying on his. lying on the, the, the floor of the, the ship. Um, and we get a. Um, we get a an announcement by the character of Ebony Moore, who is one of Thanos' Thanos's, uh, lieutenants, um, that um, all of the survivors um, should rejoice rather than um, be sad because they are now children of Thanos, um, because Thanos has allowed them to to, to live. Um, and then we see Thanos um, at first in the darkness um, before he goes over to Thor and picks him up and then 
carries him to the the audience um, before uh, revealing himself in all his glory. And the the CGI um, on Thanos uh, is absolutely extraordinary. Uh, I've seen Avengers Infinity War many times now, but, um, you know, seeing Thanos, her, who is played by Josh Brolin, in this film, <coughs> excuse me, in this film, see, the, 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 uh, the, the effect of him really, you know, takes your breath away, but anyway, sorry about that, but, uh, yeah, I, honestly, the 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 CGI on Thanos, the way that they they brought Thanos to life, they gave him this great this gravity to the to the character. Really, it, it captivates you. I mean, in fact, Thanos is he is the star of the entire film. Arguably, you know, this is his film. You know, he starts the film of Victor, and he ends the film, the Victor. And, um, yeah, we see him go all at it. You know, he goes up against the Hulk, who is in, unleashed against him, and he um, stands his ground, and he even bests the Hulk. He knocks the Hulk out. Um and uh then Heimdall played by Idris Elba sends the Hulk away to Earth to attempt to warn the people of Earth and the Avengers before um Thanos um ultimately gets there because he's in search of the Infinity Stones as I was saying and for this Thanos kills Heimdall uh, by stabbing him in the chest, and I remember the I can still remember the the gasps of shock and surprise um, that everybody in the audience with me watching the film um, back in two thousand and eighteen uh, exerted because it was a shocking moment, and you know within the first what five ten minutes they kill someone. And then, you know, I remember thinking, oh, my God, they've, they've killed Heimdall. And then um, Loki attempts to um, kill Thanos um, after, you know, making peace with Thor and they're, they're finally brothers. Um, but then... Um, because he's trying to... At first, he's trying to make out, like... He wants to help um, Thanos. That he can be a guide to Thanos on Earth. Because who knows Earth better than Loki. Because he's been there before. He's tried to conquer it before. Um, however, because at this point... Um, Thanos has already acquired the, the Power Stone... Uh, one of the six Infinity Stones, because he um, had already uh, arrived at the planet of Xandar, where the Power Stone um, 
uh, had been um, left um, it, for safekeeping, I should say. He had conquered Xandar, he had uh, taken the Power Stone, so now he was able to... He, he was looking for the other Infinity Stones, which led him to the, the Asgardian um, uh, ship of survivors, because he must have been aware that um, the Tesseract, uh, also known as the, the Space Stone, was on asgard um and because loki he knew Loki, he knows loki he knows that loki is not going to let the the uh the space stone be destroyed um so he uh yeah loki tries to attack thanos thanos stops him because he uses the power of the power stone um and uh and the space stone which uh, he he threatens to um, to kill um, Thor if if Loki doesn't reveal the te where the the space stone is, which he does. Which uh, of course Thor had nothing had no idea about. He gives it to Thanos. Thanos puts it on the Infinity Gauntlet, and this is what after. Loki attempts to kill Thanos. Thanos is able to use both Power Stone and the Space Stone to, with the, the help of the, the Infinity Gauntlet, to stop Loki. Um, and after this, because of, as a result of Loki's treachery, uh, Thanos takes Loki by the throat and he snaps his neck and he kills him and yet again within as i say within the first what 10 15 minutes of the film shock because not only has heimdall played by idris elba been killed but also loki played by tom hiddleston who was and still remains a fan favorite within the marvel cinematic universe um but of course Spoilers, uh, Loki returns, um, but uh, in, in some way, shape or form going forward. But the original, this version of Loki that we've seen, um, we've seen grow from all the way back uh, in um, the first Thor film, um, he's dead. So, um, it's after this that um, Thanos um, decides to um, go back, go to, or send his lieutenants um, to to Earth to uh, attempt to obtain the, the other two um, Infinity Stones um, that are uh, that are on Earth. And um, and then Thanos leaves, um, and we see the destruction of the the other half of the um, of the Asgardian vessel. Um, and who knew at the time, you know, 
Thor could have been killed as well in that those first few minutes, the the first uh, um, part of Infinity War, and it was a shock. It was a, it was such an explosive way to begin a film, and um, it really set up the um, the stakes for the rest of the film because Thanos was not. Um, messing around he meant business he was going to obtain those infinity stones by any means necessary and he didn't care who he was going to kill along the way um then long like after this um we the 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 storyline moves to earth um new york city um um and we um, we find ourselves in the Sanctum Sanctorum with um, Stephen Strange, uh, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, and um, the character of uh, Wong, um, who's played by uh, Benedict Wong. Um, and these, both Wong and Doc Strange, are both masters of the mystical arts. Um, Doctor Stephen Strange, also known as Doctor Strange, um, we saw his origin story within uh, the film Doctor Strange, and he is the um, he has the Eye of Agamotto, which of course is the the Time Stone, um, the the Infinity Stone, and this is one of those stones that Thanos is going to want. If he wants to carry out his ultimate plan, so um, and fortunately, um, when the the Hulk arrives at Earth, he crash lands through the roof of the Sanctum Santorum, um, whereupon he immediately reverts to Bruce Banner, so he's able to talk and warn both. Doctor Strange and Wong that Thanos is coming um, and um, immediately after this Doctor Strange um, recruits uh, Tony Stark who is walking through a park with uh, Pepper Potts at the time brings him to the Sanctum Santorum um, where they explain the history and the nature of all the the infinity stones how they originated what they can do and this is when bruce banner explains to tony um basically what has happened where he's been uh what he's seen um that loki is dead um thor is believed to be dead at this point and that Thanos is coming. And this is something that Tony knew about. I mean, he had an experience in Avengers um, Assemble um, when he went toe-to-toe with the um, the Chitari army of Thanos. Um, and he took a nuclear weapon into space and destroyed... Um, the main uh, controlling vessel of the Chitari um, in that, and he nearly got abandoned in space um, 
But he returned, and he was a changed man after this because he knew that um, Thanos was going to come with even bigger, an even bigger army, and even with even greater force at some point. And that is what his construction of all of his um, suits have been, which is preparation for this oncoming storm that is um, Thanos. Um, so not long after this, not long after they have their meeting, Tony realizes that you know he um, this is the end game. The end game is is, is upon us, um, and it's not long after this that um, uh, two of Thanos's lieutenants, um, Ebony Moore, who is um, also in um, an expert at. Uh, magic and mystical arts in his own way and uh, the character of Call Obsidian who is this very bulky uh, um, character uh, who um, is more like Hulk-like because he smashes and he's basically the muscle of the uh, of the group uh, you could say um, they arrive on Earth in their ship to attempt to retrieve the time stone from Doctor Strange um, and at this time when the, the spaceship arrives Peter Parker is in his um, school bus they're uh, on a um, a school exit um, a, a school trip um, and he sees this and he knows immediately that he needs to get there because he needs to um, help out because Peter Parker, as you probably all know, is Spider-Man. And um, he, he uh, was one of the, from the moment that he was introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he was a fan favourite and Tom Holland is, in my opinion, you know, a, a great Spider-Man, one of the best that there has ever been. So he asks um, his friend to uh, uh, cause a, um, a diversion so he can get out uh, the window of the school bus and swing to where the, the spaceship is causing this destruction. Um, Ebony Moore um, um, explains to Doctor Strange, Tony Stark, that, um, you know... Um, Thanos is inevitable um, that they are going to obtain the time stone um, and um, they're going to, you know, things are going to play out just the way Thanos wants. But of course, um, Doctor Strange has enchanted the time stone in a, um, in a, in a spell, which makes it uh, impossible for Ebony Moore to take it by force. Um, and then we see that... Um, that there is a, a great uh, battle between um, Wong and Doctor Strange, and uh, eventually Tony has to turn into Iron Man by using his the nanotechnology within his new um, mimetic um, suit that he that he has developed. Um, and um, but unfortunately, the Hulk doesn't want to come out. Bruce Banner has. Um, difficulty in transforming into the Hulk because the Hulk has been scared, uh, you could say, by being defeated by Thanos seemingly so easily. 
um, on the Asgardian ship. So the 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 Hulk is out of action, um, and he's um, sent away for his own protection by Doctor Strange. Um, but and Ebony Moore, knowing that he can't take the Time Stone or the 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 Eye of Agamotto by force, he decides to take Doctor Strange along with the uh, the Time Stone and um, take him to the ship, take them away from Earth, um, and uh, find eventually find a way to take it from Doctor Strange, even if he has to take it off his corpse, as he says. Um, so um, the the ship tries to fly away. Uh, Iron Man, Tony Stark, um, um, heads towards the ship. Um, uh, eventually finds his way inside the ship. Um, Peter, uh, aka Spider Man, Peter Parker. He um, he had all so can. Um, attached himself to the spaceship but because um his ship has no other his his suit has no other way to allow him to breathe um and the the, the higher up the ship goes the, the the more he's losing um oxygen and eventually he would die but um tony stark has already planned for this and um he's already developed a spider-man suit that he uh, orders the the launch of, which will um, enable Peter to be able to breathe. Um, it's a an iron spider kind of a a suit, um, which is a suit a Spider-Man suit that um, originated within the, the Mar- within Marvel Comics. Um, and yeah, so uh, Spider-Man uh, is thought to have gone back. To, to Earth uh, on the orders of Tony Stark, but he always he also finds his way into staying aboard the alien ship when it travels away um, faster than the speed of light. Um, Tony has all also infiltrated uh, the ship, um, and this leaves um, Bruce Banner uh, back on Earth. Um, attempting to and this is when he knows that you know things have gone from bad to worse and the only person that he can now turn to is his former avenger teammate um captain america um aka um steve rogers uh but he has no idea where he is but what he does have is uh, a cell phone, a mobile phone that Tony Stark had kept a hold of that Steve Rogers had sent to him just in case one day he wanted to talk. And for all these the years, um, Tony just didn't have the heart or the, you know, he just didn't want to def- admit defeat, I guess. So he didn't ever call Steve Rogers. But Bruce Banner knows that this is the time they need to, the Avengers need to come back together and um, they need to save the, the world, the, the universe from Thanos. So he decides to give Stephen um, to give Steve Rogers uh, a call. Then straight after this, we get a, a cut to 
the the guardians of the galaxy who are on their on their ship traveling through space um um and the the guardians of the galaxy uh consist of uh, Peter Quill, Gamora, Drax, Mantis, um also also uh, Groot and uh Rocket um and they are they uh, pick up a distress signal which is coming from the Asgardian ship and they head there because they want to help but also there may be things that they can obtain from um or get from the survivors but when they arrive um they see the the aftermath of the the destruction of the Asgardian ship they see dead bodies floating in space and eventually um thor the body of thor ends up um landing on the the wind shield of the of the Asgard, of the the guardians of the galaxy's ship um then he's taken aboard their ship and he's observed by the guardians who all look at him um in different ways you know drax looks at him as if he's this kind of perfect man and gamora also um looks at him you know as if he's some, something to be attracted by and of course uh peter quill also known as star lord he and gamora have this on-off relationship and he gets immediately jealous about gamora's attention towards um thor and at this point thor is still unconscious but then mantis who has this psychic ability she's able to wake thor up and this is when thor gets introduced to the guardians of the galaxy and uh he reveals what happened uh what happened with thanos um and of course gamora is the daughter of thanos um as we we learn in um, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy film. Um, she's a daughter of Thanos, as well as um, her sister Nebula, who's played by Karen Gillan. And um, yeah, uh, Gamora, um, um, she is instrumental in the in the story of the of the of the film really um zoe uh zaldana who plays gamora um who we discover as an alien an, an orphan from an alien world uh who which was um conquered by thanos um and that was the same world on that world the entire population once again was divided where one half was uh, allowed to live and the others were killed and it was after this that Thanos um, took Gamora as uh, his daughter and raised her um, and this is when in a flashback um, later on in the film we, we see Thanos explain to Gamora his his thinking his ultimate dream of uh perfect balance 
And he explained this in a in a flashback by giving Gamora a a knife, a double bladed knife, um, where he has her to try and balance it on her small finger when she was still a child. Um, and this is what he was attempting to um, to make a reality was this ultimate balance. Um, so Thor explains that um, uh, Thanos wants the the Infinity Stones, um, and that they and they know that they that eventually Thanos will travel to um, nowhere, which is um, a uh, located within the the head of an ancient celestial being. Um, which um, um, a civilization uh, or a group of civilizations have been mining for the raw materials within inside the, this head, and this is somewhere where the collector um, is, and uh, the uh, the collector was um, given a uh one of the infinity stones um and um the collector uh whose um whose character's name is um Tanalia Tivan who's played by Benicio del Toro um he was an an elder of the universe um and uh, an obsessive keeper of one of the largest collection of interstellar relics in the in the galaxy and he was given the um he was given the um one of the uh the infinity stones the uh the reality stone for safekeeping by um on the orders of thor um so that it would be protected uh so um the the guardians of the galaxy divide themselves um because thor after the destruction of his hammer mjolnir he believes that he's going to need a new weapon to fight against thanos so um thor uh says that he's going to go um to get a new uh, weapon um, as fashioned by Eitri, um, who is um, a legendary uh, dwarf um, who uh, is uh, the king of the dwarves, in fact, on uh, uh, Nidavellir, I think it's called. Um, he's a weaponsmith. Um, He's played by uh, the great uh, Peter Dinklage. Um, and these dwarves have forged some of the, the most powerful weapons within uh, Asgard. And um, Thor is going to go there to get a new weapon. Uh, and while he goes there along with uh, Rocket and Groot, um, Quill... Gamora, Drax, and Mantis will travel to nowhere to try and warn the Collector before Thanos gets there. Um, 
and soon after they arrive on um on at nowhere um and they believe that they have arrived just as thanos has arrived before he has obtained the reality stone however they don't realize that thanos arrived uh before they arrived and he has already obtained the reality stone and he has concocted a reality a false reality uh, which they believe that they could, uh, within which they believe they could defeat Thanos, and it is in fact Gamora who seemingly lands the fatal blow against Thanos, stabbing her own father and killing him. But um, as I say, the uh, the whole thing was a sham, and um, in reality, Thanos just wanted to see what Gamora would do um, and he reveals that he's already destroyed nowhere um, he already has the reality stone he kidnaps Gamora um, even though Gamora tearfully asks Peter Quill to kill her because she as she explains to, to Quill she is the only person in the galaxy, who knows the location of the Soul Stone? Um, and she knows that Thanos wants her only for the location of the Soul Stone. So, um, but when Peter, when Quill, who loves Gamora, you know, who would never harm her normally, he puts a gun to Thanos, but um, Gamora asks him to to kill her, and when he tearfully attempts to do so, um, and you know Peter Quill, um, aka Star Lord, um, is you know he really goes through the the mill um, in the, in this film. Uh, Chris Pratt, who plays Peter Quill. He's such a great actor anyway. He, um, you know, he struggles. He's, you know, he loves Gamora. He, and he, this is a relationship that's been built up from the first um, Guardians of the Galaxy film, Volume 1, and then into Volume 2. And um, so, you know, he would he didn't want to hurt her in any way, but he knows that he has to do this. And then when he fires and all that comes out of his weapon is bubbles and then, Eventually, his entire weapon disintegrates because this was all it was. It's been manipulated by Thanos, and then Thanos, before he disappears with Gamora, he says, "I like you," um, which is just adds insult to injury, really. Um, and then, um, not long after this, Gamora uh, has to. Disclose the location of the soul stone, which she um, originally says that she has no idea of the location of. But um, after she sees her sister Nebula, played by Karen Gillan, being tortured, um, she um, is forced to reveal to Thanos that the location of the soul stone um, is on is Vormir, um, which uh, and that is where. Thanos uh, is going to have to make um, a a choice um, 
if he really wants to carry out uh, his goal of uh, bringing balance to the universe. So uh, Thanos and Gamora um, travel to Vormir where they um, immediately, almost immediately, um, encounter the uh, Red Skull, who is a character that was first introduced in Captain America, um, the first Avenger. And he, after his death, has now become the, the keeper of the Soul Stone. And he explains to Thanos that there is only one way that Thanos can acquire the Soul Stone. And that is by sacrificing someone he loves. And Gamora immediately laughs this off. And, he sa- and she says, you know, he doesn't care about anybody. All he cares about is himself, his own, you know, um, his own mission, whatever. He's, he's so, you know, his self-centeredness. What Gamora doesn't realise, and this is something that I'm sure Thanos showed in his own way throughout the years by um, being very harsh to his um, children uh, because he's, uh, you know, he's a tyrant. Thanos is, um, he's not your um, um, cookie baking father type. No, he's a tyrant. He shows he and he put his he um, tortured um, and he um, mutilated and he did things to his children that not even we know about. But uh, he didn't give them an easy time. Um, but he does love Gamora and. Um, you can see this actually in, and as I say again, the incredible CGI work on Thanos, um, and even the acting, the the motion capture acting of Josh Brolin as Thanos. You can see in his eyes, you know, he tears up when he realizes that he's going to have to sacrifice his own daughter, Gamora, his adopted daughter. Um, to obtain the Soul Stone and carry out his ultimate mission. And at first, Gamora doesn't believe it. But, you know, the, the, the tears in his eyes and the performance and everything, it, he really does play it uh, wonderfully. And that's why he doesn't think twice about taking Gamora by the arm and pulling her towards the 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 edge of the precipice upon which they are standing upon and throwing her over the edge of this precipice down to the the floor of this ancient valley where um, the sacrifices must be made to obtain the soul stone and he throws her off but he's moved by this and he... Um, you know, he's shook by this, but he knows that it has to be done. And he kills Gamora. Um, and after this, there is a flash of light. Thanos eventually 
awakens um, after the fact with the soul stone in the palm of his hand so he now has all of these stones um, before this uh, on earth um, in Edinburgh uh, we catch up with Wanda Maximoff and Vision who um, have been attempting to um, to spend some time with one another because since we last saw them in um, Avengers Age of Ultron they have developed a relationship but it's something that over the last couple of years they have tried to keep secret but they've tried to steal these precious moments between the two of them um, and then and Vision has turned off his transponder so it's made him impossible to be located by Tony Stark but um, following the events of New York which both Wanda and Vision see on a television screen in a shop window in Edinburgh when they're walking through the streets they realise that they're going to have to go back to their normal lives Vision is going to have to um, go back to being himself rather than a more um, human looking um, man um, and Paul Bettany really knocks it out of the park as does all of the the, 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 the actors portraying all of the characters in the, in the film I have to say um, but it is just after he uh, makes this decision to return that he is attacked um, when um, the characters of uh, um, uh, Proctor Midnight and Corvus Clave uh, arrive. Um, they immediately stab Vision uh, in an attempt to, re to, to retrieve the Mind Stone from Vision's forehead. Uh, but and there, there was a, a fight ensues uh, through the streets and on the rooftops of Edinburgh. Um, and Wanda, who is incredibly powerful, one of the most powerful individuals within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, she attempts to fight off these two lieutenants of Thanos um, just before um, we see the arrival of Steve Rogers um, and Natasha Romanoff and Sam Wilson, who arrive just in time to rescue um, Vision and Wanda. Um, and then they take them to shelter at the uh, the old uh, Avengers compound where um, James Rhodes uh, now is, who is because he signed the the um, the accords. Um, basically basically the, the 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 superhero registration act um the uh the, the accords um uh and he's played by John uh Cheadle um James Rhodes uh, aka War Machine and um he has been um safe guarding um the location of Bruce Banner who's turned up um, following the events of New York um, and um, against the wishes 
of um, of his superiors, um, James Rhodes, um, says that he'll help um, Captain uh, Steve Rogers and Natasha and Sam Wilson. Um, um, and uh, as well as Vision and Wanda. And Vision asks Wanda, who he loves um, and who loves him, to destroy um, the Mind Stone. Because if she destroys the Mind Stone, then Thanos cannot retrieve it and he cannot use it for universal destruction, basically. But she refuses because she doesn't want to kill him. But... um, then Bruce Banner comes up with an idea that there may be a possibility that they could remove the Mind Stone from Vision without killing Vision. But it would be incredibly intricate work and that he couldn't do it alone. And this is when Steve Rogers comes up with a suggestion that they travel to the secretive nation of Wakanda. Um, where... Uh, which is ruled by, um, of course, um, the great uh, Black Panther, um, also known as uh, T'Challa, played by the late, great Chadwick Boseman, who is incredible uh, as um, T'Challa. And, um, yeah, his solo film, uh, Black Panther, is also wonderful. And really does um, introduce Chadwick Boseman as um, the great hero. And uh, he's a sadly missed um, actor. Um, and um, he will not, he cannot, could never be replaced as Black Panther. I'll just have to say that. But anyway, so uh, the remaining Avengers um, arrive at, um, at Wakanda. Where T'Challa believes that they may have the resources to uh, remove the stone without killing Vision. Um, and of course um, T'Challa's um, sister, um, who we got introduced to in um, Black Panther, um, you know, she's um, an expert at uh in technology and she has a um a great deal of um technical expertise um and um and uh of course T'Challa's sisters um the character of uh Shuri who's played by uh Letitia Wright and um they have in Wakanda, they have a very advanced technology, even though from the outside world, they appear to be not as advanced as they they truly are. Um, but they may be able to do it. And um, Shuri explains that she may not be able to do it, but she, can, she needs time to do this because of all the intricate connections that have been um, established between the Mind Stone and Vision's body. Um, then we with then we uh we meet up with um Iron Man, Tony Stark, Peter Parker, Spider Man 
um, and they uh, attempt to try and save Doctor Strange from Ebony Moore on the alien ship, which is um, going to soon be arriving and docking with a ship um, near to um, Thanos's uh, destroyed homeworld of Titan. Um, they eventually um, create a um, a breach in the hull of the ship which um, sucks out Ebony Moore and kills him. Um, they're able to rescue Doctor Strange. And then after this, they um, find a way to crash the, the alien ship into the destroyed homeworld of Titan. Um, and um, it's not like after this that um, the... Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, um, uh, Peter Quill, uh, Drax, Mantis, um, arrive um, because um, they are um, trying to, you know, find um, where uh, where Thanos is. Um, um, so then they, they arrive there, we have a little, there is a little, uh, confrontation between, um, Tony Stark and Quill and, and all of them as they, um, become familiar with one another. Uh, at first, Tony believes that the Guardians of the Galaxy may be, uh, some of the minions of, um, Thanos, but then when Peter Quill... Uh, lets out a uh, a human um, uh, pop culture reference. Tony immediately uh, realizes that Quill is human. He's from Earth, um, and then they they try and come up with a plan uh, about what they're going to do next. And it's while they are talking that Doctor Strange attempts to use the Time Stone to view. All of the millions of possible futures um, that um, of of all the events that are going to take place after um, this this event the, the 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 present and in all of the millions of possible futures, um, Doctor Strange reveals that he only saw one uh, in which the Avengers won and defeated Thanos but they all have to do things in a particular way in a particular order um but um they in in in, a, in an attempt to do this firstly they need to come up with a plan to um hopefully subdue Thanos and re remove the Infinity Gauntlet um, so that they can um, take the Infinity Stones and um, house them away from Thanos so that he cannot use them. Um, but then Thanos appears on Titan, his homeworld. Um, he has a conversation with Doctor Strange um, in which he reveals... This world 
um, his homeworld of Titan was a paradise. Um, but he explains and justifies his plan for eliminating half the population of the universe as a necessary necessity to guarantee the survival of the universe, which, as I said before, is threatened by overpopulation. Um, then um, Nebula, uh, who was able to free herself from um, captivity and torture, she arrives um, to help the Guardians and Tony and Spider-Man and Doctor Strange in subduing Thanos, which Mantis attempts to do. Um, but then um, Quill, um, when he's talking to Thanos um, and he asks where Gamora is, Thanos um, lets out that um, he had to kill Gamora to obtain the Soul Stone and as a result of this Peter Quill is absolutely enraged by this the fact that he that Thanos killed his the love of his life um you know in an attempt to to do this absolutely horrific thing um and then he starts beating against Thanos but this breaks the the hold of Mantis um, telepathically and also the the hold of the, the group who are attempting to try and take the Infinity Gauntlet off Thanos' left arm and then Thanos comes back um, back to um, his senses he um, knocks everybody away he um, he even he uses the Infinity Gauntlet to disintegrate uh, a moon in orbit of Titan, and he rains down um, the remnants of it um, to destroy even more of Thanos, uh, even more of Titan, and um, he rains down the debris um, and the, the 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 asteroids and upon. Um, the event, the Avengers, and um, the Guardians, um, and um, then ultimately there is a uh, a fight, uh, a one-on-one fight between Tony Stark and Thanos, uh, in which, or during which, Thanos um, stabs Tony um, in the side. By using a part of his own, um, his own suit, um, and he's mortally wounded. It, it, you know, Tony could have died from as a result of his injuries, but um, just before Thanos um, appears to give the the last uh, his last attack um, and and kill um, Tony. Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange, offers up the Time Stone in exchange for Tony's life. Um, And Thanos agrees. And Doctor Strange gives over the the green Time Stone to Thanos. And um, he 
leaves, leaving a grievously wounded Tony Stark, who is defeated um, for once in his life. He, he really looks like he has no hope left. And he turns to Doctor Strange and he says, why did you do that? And he said, because it was the only way. Um, essentially meaning that if he hadn't given up the Time Stone, then um, the the one out of all the millions of um, possibilities um, in of the of alternate futures, if if he didn't give up the Time Stone, then there was no way that they're going to be able to defeat Thanos. Uh, but in any case, they um, they're left devastated by what has happened by their defeat then uh, we go to the, uh, the nation of Wakanda um, where Steve Rogers has reunited with Bucky Barnes um, who was placed there for his own uh, well-being um, so that he could recover after the events of um, Captain America Civil War um, and then the Avengers, along with um, T'Challa and the, the forces of Wakanda, mount defense against um, the uh, oncoming army uh, of the um, the Chitauri sent by Thanos to attempt to retrieve the Mind Stone from Vision. Um, Shuri, uh, T'Challa's sister, attempts to extract the Mind Stone while the battle is happening. Um, um, Bruce Banner um, attempts to aid in the fight, um, not as the Hulk, but within the Hulkbuster armor that Tony Stark developed and which we saw um, come into play in um, Avengers Age of Ultron when... Um, uh, the Hulk was manipulated and uh, Tony had to attempt to subdue the Hulk and he um, um, he he used the Hulkbuster armor, Iron Man armor and um, then we at the same time we uh, we catch up with um, Rocket um and uh, Groot and Thor on uh, uh, Deer and um, they are attempting to forge this new weapon, um, which uh, during which Thor almost sacrifices his life uh, in the, the creation of. But uh, after this, after the forging of Thor's new Stormbreaker axe. Um, they're able to use the power within Thor to travel, uh, to summon the Bifrost, which is uh, the way that um, that uh, people from Asgard used to travel to and from, used to travel to the, the Nine Realms. Um, uh, so then they arrive, Thor, Rocket and Groot arrive, at Wakanda to attempt to try and reinforce the Avengers um, and they eventually are able to kill um, Proxima Midnight and um, Obsidian and Clave um, 
and um, Thanos's army uh, uh, it appears to be um, um, kept, um, you know, being subdued um, uh, while Shuri is able to complete the, the extraction of the Mind Stone um, from uh, Vision. Um, but, um, it was, um, during this that, uh, Wanda, um, had to leave Vision's side and the extraction of the Mind Stone was incomplete and, um, Vision had to break free, uh, of the, the laboratory where he was, um, laid out on, uh, laid out in, um, um, and then Wanda and Vision end up being reunited um, far away from um, the battlefield. Um, but And it is at this time, knowing that um, Thanos is going to be arriving very soon, that Vision um, pleads with Wanda to destroy the Mind Stone, but she, she doesn't want to do this because by doing this she will also kill Vision in the process. But he says that it has to be done. And then Thanos arrives, um, Steve Rogers and um, Natasha Romanoff and Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster attempt to fight against Thanos to stop him. Black Panther, T'Challa also. Um, but they are no match for Thanos um, with the, the Infinity Gauntlet and even though they give a brave fight Thanos just overcomes them considerably um, before finally arriving where Vision and Wanda are um, and Wanda though tearfully and she doesn't want to do this reluctantly she ends up destroying the um, the Mind Stone in Vision's forehead, um, killing Vision in the process, destroying him, dis dis disintegrating him, while at the same time also um, fighting back against Thanos's um, uh, oncoming. He's trying to push his way through, but um, Wanda is able to subdue him just in time for her to destroy the Mind Stone. But what she doesn't know, and what nobody knew, was that because Thanos had the Time Stone, he was able to reverse what she did. He was able to reverse the destruction of the Mind Stone and Vision. Um, and then he um, unceremoniously takes his fingers, uh, takes a hold of the Mind Stone, rips the Mind Stone from vision's forehead um and then throws vision's now inactive body to the side as if it was nothing um then he takes the mind stone he puts it on the infinity gauntlet completing the 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 power of the gauntlet in every way um and he is you know, he's completed what he his mission. He's about to do what he set out to do. But then, 
um, Thor uh, throws Stormbreaker um, towards Thanos, um, which cuts through the, the energy beam that Thanos attempts to use to try and stop Stormbreaker, but Stormbreaker uh, immediately uh, impales Thanos in the chest and it uh, pushes him back and Thor believes that he has done it, he stopped Thanos um, and he even stops to gloat saying that uh, you know, I he said, I, I, I told you I'd, I'd, you'd pay for the destruction of, for the death of, of Loki, which he, which he did say um, after the destruction of the Asgardian ship. And then Thanos, even though he's gasping for, for air, because obviously his lungs have been severely impaled, and um, Thanos is able to give one last word on the whole affair. Um, which is, he should have gone for the head, or he should have aimed for the head, and then he gives a little smirk, um, just before he snaps his fingers, and he creates, um, what is called, what was called at the time, the snap, uh, which is now referred to as the blip, and this, after this, there is an almost immediate erasure of half of all the life in the universe from existence, including plant life, insect life, as well as human and alien life. And um, this includes um, a great many of the Avengers, um, including uh, Bucky Barnes, T'Challa, Groot, Wanda Maximoff, um, Mantis, Drax, Peter Quill, Doctor Strange, Peter Parker, Maria Hill, um, Nick Fury, but we don't realise that Maria Hill and Nick Fury have disappeared until the, the cutscene at the end of the film, Sam Wilson, and after this, uh, Thanos activates the gauntlet again and he teleports away, um, leaving at first the, the Avengers not knowing what has happened or what will happen. But then, as I say, then a great number of the Avengers start to disintegrate and they realise that they lost, that Thanos won. And that, you know, he's carried out his mission. Um, and there's an incredibly emotional scene. As I say, Peter Parker disintegrates Mantis, Peter Quill. Um, and the only person left on the planet Titan um, is Nebula and Tony Stark. Um, and they realize what has happened um almost immediately um that this is all the work of thanos um and the only people left really of of the of the avengers or the characters that we've come to know and follow over the last 19 films is nebula 
uh, Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, um, um, Rocket, um, Steve Rogers, um, Natasha Romanoff, uh, Thor, um, Stella Wakanda. And then right at the end of the film, uh, we see a victorious Thanos um, in in a hut on an alien world, slowly making his way to a porch there where he can watch the sun rise, as he puts it, on a grateful universe. And then that's the end of the film. And then, as I alluded to at the... Uh, just before, there was a cutscene right at the end of the film in which we see Maria Hill and Nick Fury on their way uh, through um, New York City um, and they see um, um, the events of what's happened following um, the destruction of uh, um, the, 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 the battle that happened in New York and they're on their way but then they see that people are starting to disappear and um, a helicopter crashes because the obviously the pilot had disappeared. Um, this is when Nick Fury um, realises that something is happening and that he needs to call in reinforcements. And the reinforcements that he's, he is going to call in is that of Captain Marvel who he has a modified pager um, that had uh, been given to him from, uh, which uh, when he presses um, the emergency signal of, will immediately uh, contact Captain Marvel um, and alert her that her assistance is required on Earth. Um, but we didn't realise it was Captain Marvel at the time. Well... Everybody knew it was going to be Captain Marvel when we saw Avengers Infinity War at the time because the symbol that you see on the pager is that of Captain Marvel and then it was in between Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame that we saw the release of Captain Marvel who explained who Carol Danvers is, um, who Captain Marvel is and where what her origins are and how she came to know Nick Fury. Um, but then we, in Avengers Endgame, we would come to finally meet Cara Danvers in present day, um, after, um, being, uh, Captain Marvel for several years. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's the end of the film. That is, um, Avengers Infinity War. As I'll say again, one of the greatest superhero films ever made and if you've never seen a film of the marvel cinematic universe um but you you want to know which one to watch or where to start i tell you what you wouldn't be wrong in jumping in with the best first because even if you didn't i'd say watch uh thor ragnarok then watch this film avengers uh, Infinity War next, then watch Captain Marvel next, then watch uh, uh, Avengers Endgame after that. And that's a that's a great foursome. 
if you want to uh, call it that, uh, or a quadrilogy, or however you want to call, call it. But those films, Ragnarok, uh, Infinity War, Captain Marvel, Endgame, to me, are a story. They all follow a, a story, which is basically the culmination of the the Infinity Saga era of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, but those films, if you watch those sequentially, um, then you will have a wonderful, entertaining and wild ride um, that you uh, won't, uh, that you will not want to have missed out on. But uh, yeah, Infinity War really is an, a highlight um, for all superhero films, but especially the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I have to say, Thor Ragnarok still my favorite um film of the marvel cinematic universe and i would have to say avengers infinity war is going to be a very close second um or joint first um for uh, several reasons but um yeah if you've never seen avengers infinity war then i would definitely suggest that you watch it um if you ever get the opportunity but uh i think i'm gonna leave it there for now i just want to say thank you for listening uh i hope you like what you heard and I'll talk to you again soon. Hi everyone, this is Mark. So I hope you did enjoy what you heard in this episode of the podcast. And uh, if you did and uh, you would like to enjoy more of my content, um, I'm uh, a writer, I'm a poet, and I'm an author. Uh, I've written 11 books of uh, poetry uh, and short stories and uh, short novels. So if you're interested in reading some of my poems, my short stories or uh, the stories within my novels, then you can check them out online on Amazon or um, from the, the Book Depository or online at uh, Barnes & Noble. And uh, if you want to check out some of my re- most recent uh, poems then if you head over to uh, markthepoet.me online then you can check out some of my most recent poems and also some of the poems that I've written uh, in the past uh, but yeah so uh, I hope you like what you heard and I'll talk to you again soon